with the incoming uh, Joe Biden administration as leading the U.S., not just with domestic issues, as we just talked about, but also in foreign policy, a lot of attention is to uh, what will change in the U.S.-China relationship. Uh, It's been a tumultuous four years uh, under the Trump administration uh, with uh, many issues, including uh, issues of trade uh, being at the forefront. So how will things change? Is there any sense of optimism? Uh, We are going to get some analysis from the Arthur Ross, director of the Center on U.S.-China Relations at the Asia Society in New York. Orville Shell on the line. Hello. Greetings. Thank you for joining us, sir. So, We've had many world leaders, uh, most of the European leaders, Justin Trudeau, even uh, South Korean President Moon Jae-in, offer their congratulations to President-elect uh, Joe Biden. Xi Jinping of China uh, notably has not yet officially offered uh, congratulations. This is all kind of ceremonial, but uh, it does seem to indicate that there is this uh, still kind of lingering sense of you don't want to anger Trump too much. What do you overall make of the uh, events that took place with the U.S. presidential election and how it's affecting China right now? Well, I think actually, despite China's wolf warrior diplomacy and increasingly aggressive, assertive and bullying behavior around the world, uh, they've been remarkably restrained Mm -hmm. in the lead up to the election. And I think you see a continuation of that restraint, a reluctance to move too early, too precipitously, to uh, choose one side over the other before you absolutely have to. Right. So I, I think it's it's probably not a bad thing that uh, Xi Jinping is keeping his powder dry. In terms of what do you think will play out uh, in the next uh, few months uh, as the writing is on the wall and uh, uh, these legal battles uh, start to fizzle out uh, on the Trump campaign side, uh, once there is a recognition that Biden will indeed uh, be Xi Jinping's counterpart, how do you think uh, China will adjust in terms of their strategy? Well, you know, when we think about the relationship between the United States and China, we often uh, always sort of just think about what will Biden do? Mm -hmm. What will the United States do? How will they reformat or or, uh, regroup and, 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 and initiate a new policy? But, of course, this is a bilateral relationship, and any progress that is to be made has to be reciprocal. And if there's one thing the U.S.-China relationship is lacking, is reciprocity. And I think very often one of the great problems uh, in the relationship is that that uh, we often... Uh, okay, well, that uh, sound means we have lost the connection to Mr. Shell, so we're going to reestablish the uh, connection once again. Uh, we're talking about the U.S.-China relationship and how... It has degraded over time, over time, especially uh, during the past four years under the Trump administration. With uh, the new Biden administration, there does seem to be a different approach, uh, just how much that would actually affect the changes in terms of the actual uh, China-U.S. relationship. There are so many issues at play here. There's um, the uh, battle for hegemony in the Northeast Asia region with allies such as South Korea and Japan, somewhat caught in the middle with their trade ties to China, but at the same time, their very longstanding security alliances with the U.S. and overall the issues of trade uh, between 
the U.S. and China. As we've known, we've seen these tit-for-tat uh, tariffs that have been slapped on each side and uh, an increasing war of wars and uh, rhetoric uh, really kind of ratcheting up that tension, which has caused a lot of concern among uh, neighboring uh, countries like South Korea. I think we have reestablished the uh, connection with Mr. Shell. Hello. Hi. Hi. We got cut off. Yeah. um, Could you continue on your point and what you were talking about? When we got cut off, you were talking about uh, reciprocity and how that has not been existent. Well, I think it's important to remember that uh, the relationship depends on China's response as well as Biden's reformulation of policy. And I think given uh, Xi Jinping's very brittle notion of uh, a foreign policy, and which denies him flexibility mm. in making compromises, in yielding, in giving a little to get a little. Mm. We have to be very uh, sort of cautious in, in what we expect to, that the Biden administration alone will be able to change. I think he will be more open to diplomacy. But I, I, I think the real question is not what Biden's new policies might be, but what is China willing to, uh, to do by way of uh, regrouping and reformulating this very important relationship to both sides? Yeah, you mentioned how it is very important to both sides, and neither side really has the incentive to blow things up, so to speak. Uh, in light of the pandemic and, and of course, uh, the, the war of wards uh, over that and, and who's at blame and who's exacerbated the, the situation uh, amidst the backdrop of all these trade tensions, is there a sense from China that uh, they, they do have somebody that they can at least play ball with? Uh, I know that there's been mixed reports of whether they uh, preferred to have Trump stay in office or not uh, in, in terms of the, the chaos that he represents that uh, may not necessarily all be uh, pros and cons. But uh, with Biden, at least there's a more kind of traditional or conventional path of, of dealing with uh, your counterpart as, as the head of state. But you mentioned Xi Jinping being um, a little bit less flexible in terms of what he can do. Uh, how do you think things will unfold, let's say, uh, during the pandemic and now with everyone trying to recover their economies? Well, I think uh, China's recovered its economy uh, reasonably well mm-hmm. compared to the United States, and it's brought to heal the, the pandemic. Um, in terms of interfacing in a new way with the United States, on the positive side, remember that when uh, Biden was vice president and Xi Jinping was vice president, they did get to know each other insofar as one can get to know Xi Jinping uh, on two different trips where uh, Biden invited Xi to America, and I, I went on that trip and watched it. Mm. And then she invited Biden to go to China. So they spent 40, 50 hours together. And Biden's a good backslapper. He right. breaks the ice easily. He's a good antidote to Xi's very sort of rigid, uh, ritualistic uh, style of, 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 of leadership. So th- there's something to build on there. But the real question is whether China at this stage, when it's feeling its oats, it's wealthier, it's more powerful, it's got the Belt and Road, its military is, 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 is being built up, whether they actually want to make the kind of concessions which any two powers of this size are required to make to each other in order to get along and have a good relationship. And that is a, we're a one-party system. Uh, mitigates against China being able to take the kind of bold, innovative, flexible policies that could could break the mold and reestablish some new template. Got about a minute left, uh, Mr. Shell, but uh, 
it's a cliche, these sandwiched countries like South Korea, how do you think they have to navigate the next four years? Well, it's really tough. I mean, uh, Korea is, knows how punitive China can be after that you've experienced. You lived it, and yet Korea still tries to be, uh, they feel, you feel caught in the middle. Mm-hmm. But I think you have, are learning, as Samsung has, that once, you know, Huawei gets pushed out the door, there may be some good opportunities for Samsung in the 5G microchip world. I think more and more Korea and other countries are are going to be pushed to a place where they're going to have to make a decision on which side of the divide they fall. That isn't yet, but it could very well come. And it's going to be a very difficult and painful decision. Yeah, I I don't think anybody looks forward to that. And uh, as you say, uh, there seems to be a sense of sort of uh, kicking the can down the road and uh, hoping uh, the next uh, the team that comes in will will deal with the uh, situation or confront that uh, very difficult choice. Okay, we will have to leave it there. Uh, Orwell Shell, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, really appreciate your insights on this issue. Pleased to do it. That was Orwell Shell, the Arthur Ross Director of the Center on U.S.-China Relations at the Asia Center. Asia Society in New York. We're moving on to the second hour after another check of traffic and weather.